Welcome to Sex Chat for Christian Wives. We're four marriage and sex bloggers. Discuss the naked truth. What does God really want for the sexual intimacy in our marriage? I'm Jay Parker of Hot, Holy, and Humorous. I'm Chris Taylor from The Forgiven Wife. I'm Gay Christmas of Calm, Healthy, Sexy. I'm Bonnie Burns of Oysterbed 7. Today we're getting into some nitty-gritty and talking about sexual positions. Don't worry, we won't expect you to get into a pretzel after this podcast. None of us is a gymnast either. But we will give you some practical tips on positioning to help you gain greater pleasure and intimacy in your marriage bed. Okay, I have a confession. I don't understand the fascination with Cirque du Soleil. I've never wanted to see it, never had any interest, because looking at all those body benders just makes my joints hurt. Which is funny, because I'm actually all in favor of varying sexual position in the marriage bed. And I know my counterparts today are on board with that idea as well, so let's get started with our discussion. First, I wanted to ask y'all, why should wives be interested in learning new positions? What's the benefit of going beyond the tried-and-true missionary position? Well, you know, we never ask ourselves, like, you know, why would we want another pair of shoes if we already have 50 in the closet? (laughs) (laughs) Yet we we ask about that with position. I think just one basic reason is because it adds new fun and it's interesting to explore. Yeah, it keeps things from getting boring. You know, if you're just only using one position all the time, it becomes kind of fun. There was even a study done that that couples that experience new things together have more long-term marital satisfaction. I've been reading that too. Yes. Yeah, there's actually, I think there's actually some chemicals and stuff that that, uh, your body produces when you experience novelty novelty and exploration. And so one of the struggles I think in marriage generally is to try to keep things fresh and keep exploring and, and learning stuff about yourself and each other. And I think that's true in the marriage bed too. Mm-hmm. And if you try different things, you um, experience different things. And things feel differently in different angles and positions. They do. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, the missionary position is not necessarily the best for women in terms of uh, stimulation. So one thing about trying new positions is that you get to try out different sensations, what's best stimu- most stimulating for you. You know, just it helps. I think in one way it helps keep the focus on that sex is about the wife, too. And so we're looking for positions that are good for both the husband and the wife. Yeah, I've long thought the missionary position is probably among the worst for women to orgasm. It's right. um, Yes. You just don't get the right angle, the right contact, the right sensations. And so some other things are much more likely to to get you there. Right. Okay, so what what positions are some women afraid to try, and why do you think that is? I've heard had a lot of women say that they don't like, I don't like the name of this position, but doggy style. I don't know what else you can call it. That Because, you know, so many women crave that face-to-face intimacy. And so I've had a lot of women say they don't like to do it with any kind of rear entry position because they lose that sense of face-to-face intimacy. I think there's also self-consciousness about what you look like um, when you can't see what you look like and you're facing back and, you know, it's your bum waving in your yeah. face, so to speak, and you're thinking, <laughs> okay, how can this be attractive? And along those lines, I think any position that, that focuses on a woman's perceived fault, you know, body image fault, mm-hmm. um, if she feels her tummy is too big or but 
whatever in whatever position would emphasize her perceived fault, I think, would be a position she's not going to be very excited about. Yeah, I've noticed that, like, from above, my stomach pooch really hangs down. <laughs> it's like, oh, and I'm thinking I should just be sucking in, and I'm thinking I shouldn't be thinking about sucking in. I should just be enjoying this. And um, so you right. can't get self-conscious even right in the middle of it. That's true. I think... You know, some some women are afraid to let go of control, too, that there's a sense of, you know, this there's this a proper way to do it. And if I do this other position, then all of a sudden, you know, is that something a Christian woman should really do? And what if I really like it too much? You know, we, we have so many scripts going through our heads, and sometimes that interferes with, you know, positions. Well, I agree, because I think sexuality is closely tied to how we think of ourselves. And so when we try to change our sexual behavior, it's actually kind of changing our identity. And that's true. It's its a letting go of who we think we should be or how we should act and have a little more abandon, giving I, yourself permission. I think some women are also afraid to take control. And, and I, so I agree with you, but I think that there's a sense also, like some women maybe have some discomfort with woman on top where she is a little more in control. And then there's both of those things play in, in the idea of, well, if I'm really sort of taking more charge of this, does that mean I'm still a good girl? Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm really into it or I'm really being the, the instigator here. And I think that can be uncomfortable for some women. Or is that my role? If you have been taught very rigidly defined roles in marriage, you know, should I even be trying to be in control? I think all these kinds of things play into to some of the struggles for why women don't really feel comfortable. But I guess I want to ask, how can wives overcome their reluctance? How can they really expand that repertoire? What's a good way to start? Well, You know, one of the things, and I think this kind of touches on the previous question, too, is this idea of if he wants me to do this position and I do it, then what's going to be the next thing he wants me to do? And I think sometimes we just simply need to look at what's right in front of us and stop, you know, stop worrying so much about what else he might want to do and just try it and see how it goes. You know, I think sometimes we think in our heads that it's going to go a certain way and um, we just don't even bother to try. So I think give it a shot and just see what happens. I think that one of my, one of the things that I constantly tell wives is that we have this idea that there's like all these different positions. And I really don't think there are. There's actually just a few basic kind of ones. And then there's just a whole bunch of variations. And so I think that can kind of loosen you up to think, I'm not really changing. I can do a new position that is just changing up where my legs are or where I tilt my hips or whether we're sitting or standing or things like that. There's just some variations you can do that just push you a little bit outside of where you are now and can kind of get you started into trying some new things. You don't have to go straight to the guy in a backbend one. (laughs) (laughs) Or the sex wing. One of the things, too, is that we so many of us have sort of a certain order that we typically, you know, we start with this and then we go to the next thing and we have maybe three or four things we do in a row is, you know, sort of your routine sex. And one of the things is just to try to add one new little thing in to one place. And then if you, you know, then you can kind of transition back to, you know, your your usual. But just as a first step in trying to get comfortable with a new position, just try it for a few minutes and then go back to the things that, you know, you like. Yeah, Yeah, just take baby steps. It doesn't have to be huge leaps of change. You don't have to, like you said, do a backbend. 
just baby steps, small increments. Maybe, you know, pick one. I think a lot of times wives feel like new positions is always something he wants to try, but think about it for yourself and like suggest one yourself, you know, like something you might feel comfortable trying with, trying as a first step towards something different. You know, think about it as something that might enhance sex for you, too, not just, well, I'm doing this because my husband wants to try something different. So pick one that you think would work better for you. I think it's also kind of given us some freedom to think, well, try this new position. And but we always know that, you know, that provides an interesting sensation, something different. But if we feel like we're struggling to climax, we can always go back to what we know works for us. And so we've added something, and it's okay to add that. The new position that you try doesn't have to get you all the way there. You can change positions during an, a sexual encounter. Well, so, and I think so even, even when we have sort of, you know, a, a position that you're comfortable with, even just to add a pillow or a liberator wedge or something to change the angle a little bit, I think that's sort of a step toward, well, it's not really a new position, but it's a new way of doing our usual position. You know, that can be a good a good step too, I think. Or even changing the location in your house. doesn't have to be a new position necessarily, but like you said, add something, add a new location, a new environment. And furniture in other places in the house can sort of invite new positions, you know. That's true. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I won't give specifics. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, can tell us the story you heard from your friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think... I think- I think things like, do you ever think, you know, if your kids knew where else you had been in the house? Like, they wouldn't be eating dinner. <laughs> they, would, they wouldn't be eating dinner. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We had that conversation just last week, so. <laughs> Going back to the idea of a different room, you can even do something as simple as put the pillows at the other end of your bed. Because it kind of, it flips your sides around and it, you know, it's just a very, very simple thing. Or put the clothes in the floor in your room or, you know, switch sides of the bed. Just something a little bit different. Or add a mirror. Oh, now, I don't know. Yeah, I've heard that too, and I'm always like, oh. You make a great point, because that reminds me, we repainted our bedroom a few years ago and put the furniture in different places, and the next time we had an encounter, it was very different. It was, it was, yeah, it was kind of an adventure. Well, so do you think most people name their positions? I was at a discussion forum. And people were talking about naming their different, like, what do you call this position? And I'm thinking, really? Was I supposed to come up with names every time we do something new? I've seen a lot of interesting names, and I've wondered, like, who comes up with those. Because, I, I mean, like you said, doggy style, it's terrible. Because then you're thinking, I think that that sticks in women's brains. And then they think, well, well I'm not an animal. I don't want to have sex mm-hmm. like an animal. And that's yes. not, if we, if we just, I try always to say it's just like rear entry. I don't know. Maybe that doesn't sound that great either. We should rename it. No, no. Let's let's have a contest. Something great. I I would love a new name for that position because there's just nothing that sounds really I don't know inviting. Scott Means Scott Means on his blog uh, Journey to Surrender had a great idea of having a menu of your preferred. So you have an appetite. 
you have appetizers and you have three or four there. And so when you're talking to each other, you don't necessarily have to maybe name a position. You could just talk about your menu. I, I mean, I know the, the website, but I think he, he finally added some images, and I think it's better now, the, the website Christian Friendly Sex Positions. I don't know if y'all been there. Yeah, it's um, a good one. But I think it's a good one, and I know that they, I mean, they're named there, and I don't know where they got the names. I mean, some things, like Reverse Cowgirl, is called Reverse Cowgirl everywhere I've been. But there are others that, I don't know, they're just got different names, and I don't know who came up with them. And I will say his images now, they're they're pink and blue and they're very tasteful. They don't look real, but they're they get the image of the Yeah, they're not gonna be titillating or destructive. No, they're not titillating. They're tasteful. And that's so helpful because I can read a you know, a verbal description of how to do something and I just don't understand where the foot goes or whatever. <laughs> and yeah, having 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 some images does help. But yeah, they're very tasteful and appropriate and safe. For, for a long time before then, there was a book called The Cookie Sutra that had gingerbread men, a gingerbread man and woman, like, showing the stuff. And I was like, that's actually oh, that's, cute. That's cute. <laughs> what a fun thing to do with Christmas cookies. <laughs> yeah, so you can be instructive at Christmas time. You can say, yes. I'm going to take the ginger girl, the ginger, you take the ginger man, and let's figure out. <laughs> That's a great, that would be a great starter to, to talk with your husband about that. If you really want to sit down and have a discussion with your husband about let's try new positions to have dolls or some kind of visuals that you could talk to him about it. My, uh, you, know, you could do the pipe cleaners. So my mom used to, mm-hmm. when we were in church, we would make stuff with pipe cleaners and you could make people with pipe cleaners and you could have yes. those kind of, and it's very bendable and easy to try that. One of my friends years ago was trying to tell me about the 69 position where, you know, you're both giving each other oral and she couldn't, her face was red and she couldn't find the words. So she was folding laundry and she grabbed two socks and she turned (laughs) the socks around and used the socks to show me what she was talking about. Sock puppet positions. There you go. Yes. But, you know, sometimes it is, you know, I, there are times when I even have a hard time, you know, finding the right words. So sometimes you just have to grab a certain body part and put it where you want it. And that's the best way to communicate. Nonverbal. Yep. That, that's a nonverbal. <laughs> I think all of this stuff, all the position stuff requires some uh, ability to communicate with your husband. Because I don't think if you can't talk about it or if you can't like move mm-hmm. each other or if you can't look at the menu, I mean, you're going to have a hard time exploring. So you're going to have to kind of get comfortable saying, let's try a little something and just sort of have some of these conversations. I think you can't take yourself too seriously either. Just lighten up and have a sense of humor that, you know what, it might be really goofy. But like Chris said before, you tried it. You can say you tried it. And I think you have to try it more than once, too. You know, if you just try it once and it doesn't do anything for you, try it 10 times before you cross it off the menu. Because, you know, maybe you need to try it from a different angle or something. And, I don't know, maybe eventually you get used to the fact that your bum's hanging out there and, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, we we had something that we couldn't get right. For a long time and we just sort of left it for a while and then when we came back to it we finally figured out you know it's like you don't have your self positioned right or so you, you do you have to try it maybe more than once or repositioning a little bit or and like you say you tabled it for a while and then right. get back to it so that was really good too right well yeah, you know one of the things 
Go ahead. There shouldn't be any uh, pressure, you know, that we have to get this right or, well, gosh, if we don't do this position, there's something wrong. I mean, I, I think I agree that you have to keep it sort of free and easy and, hey, if we mess this up, we'll come back to it later. Or I mean, a lot of things for us, we are not flexible at all, neither my husband or I. So a lot of things are just, they just aren't going to work. And as you get older, too, your body is a little less yeah. cooperative with certain positions. Yeah. Well, and, you know, my husband and I are both overweight, and so that changes that changes some things and, you know, puts some positions really pretty much off limits, but it also has forced us to, I think it's strengthened our intimacy in a lot of ways because we've had to learn to communicate. And, you know, there's so much that changes with anatomy, you know, that even the angle of something can feel different after, well, I can't get too specific here, but, you know, angles change and, you know, as different body parts shrink or expand, they put pressure in different ways. And I think, you know, what feels feels good now might not feel good 20 years from now and mm-hmm. what doesn't do anything for you might feel really awesome in five years and you have you make a good point about as things change like childbirth um, oh, yeah. things might not feel real good at first um, but to give yourself time yeah things change seasons you know we have to be willing to laugh when we try something new and you have to be willing to risk falling off the bed because that just might happen. Yeah, yeah we've, we've also had the experience where, you know, you try something new and all of a sudden one of you is yelling, ow, ow, cramp, cramp, cramp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, switch. <laughs> yeah, while you've got your hand on my leg there, could you please rub that so it gets... <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I have a question, though. I'm wondering, honestly, does the Bible have anything to say on the subject of sexual positions in marriage? You know, I'm not sure if it refers to an actual position, but Song of Solomon 7.13 says that, um, something about, I'm sorry, I have the it wrong. That his left hand is under my head. And his right no, it's about newness. Yes. Yeah, Jay, that's the one I was thinking of. 7.13, it says, and besides our doors are all the choice fruits, new as well as old. So it may not be positions, but I think that's giving you some permission to try some new things. I like that. I never thought about that in terms of positions, but I think that's true. So that Song of Solomon 7.13. And what was yours, Chris? Uh, I can't remember where it is, but there's something where you, where you were talking about where, you know, his left his left arm was under my head or... The one I know is his left arm is under my head and his right arm embraces me. And I know some scholars say they believe that that's a sexual position and it certainly doesn't sound like missionary. Or maybe he's just fondling her, but he's lying beside her with his arm around her. So, or it could be a side-by-side position or it could just be fondling her, but he's not on top. Well, and you know, every time in the Song of Solomon when they talk about and he browses among the lilies, I am not thinking about li- missionary position. Oh, that's mm. Mm. Just use your imagination, lady. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is a PG-13 or podcast. Well, I don't know, I don't know what we are. <laughs> Well, my dove in the clefts of the rock, in the hiding places on the mountain sign, show me your face. I mean, that's chapter 2, verse 14. There's all sorts of stuff that, oh, see, now my imagination's all over the place here. Yeah, I think there's some passages in Song of Solomon that we don't know if it's this or that, but there's so much lyrical, symbolic stuff there. Yeah. Obviously very sexually charged that you can take it in this place or that place, and it could very well 
be referring to that. Yes. And I think what's really important is that there's no position that the Bible says no to. You know, we have so much freedom because there's nothing where he says, and you know, and you cannot do it this way. We have a lot of freedom. I think that's a good point to remember because a lot of women come out of a church background where they haven't, do I want to say, they haven't learned that there is a lot of freedom, that they've learned that things are very prescribed and limited. So I just think for anyone who might be listening who comes from that background, kind of background is to go into the Song of Solomon and read it and think about the ways that it could be interpreted and understand sort of the poetic, metaphorical way that it's written and maybe consider the possibility that there is a, a wide range of opportunity, maybe maybe more than some women have been taught or have even are even now thinking that's available to them. I think we come into marriage having so much restrictive thought, as you say, Gay, no sexual intimacy before marriage, that it's hard to switch our gears once we are married Mm -hmm. to realize those freedoms. So that's a very good point you've made. Okay, well, I'm going to wrap up our final thoughts with something really specific. So I was hoping now for our last thought that y'all would tell me what's a sexual position couples might not have tried that you recommend and why you think it's a good one for them to, to try. I mean, it could be a, a whole new position or something that they could just change up with an existing position. You go first. <laughs> I, I, okay, I'll go first. That's fine. So one of the things that I would say just start with is when you're in a missionary position, either put your knees or your feet up on his chest. And that will really change the angle. It will tilt your hips up, and it'll provide more contact with the uh, parts of you that feel particularly good. It'll just change the angle a little bit. What I would say is any position, but add a pillow or a wedge. And just try to take a position you're comfortable with, but do something that shifts the angle a little bit. I think anatomy can be so different that it's really hard for me to say a particular position would be a really good one to try. But adding a wedge or a pillow in can really shake things up in a fun way, I think. I would say, uh, this might be pretty vanilla, but I would say try any woman on top position if you haven't done that or haven't done it much. Just a typical, you know, face-to-face woman on top can be very liberating if you're pretty much used to just um, missionary position. There is a reverse woman on top position, which I will say we have never mastered, but I think some people find it to be... (laughs) A good one, but I think just some uh, position where you're on the top, you're kind of controlling the process, you're seeing, I mean, you can be pretty certain that it all feels good to your husband, so you're not being selfish by just sort of changing things around and seeing what feels good to you at the same time. And my suggestion might be to the advanced users out there. <laughs> it's It's called Packing the Suitcase, and you can find it on Christian Friendly Sex Positions. That's the name of it, Packing the Suitcase. It's a man-standing, woman-laying position, and it's for a lady who may have trouble reaching the ultimate moment without additional stimulation. So this, it's good for her because it makes things really accessible, and it's good for him because it makes things very visual. He can he can view his favorite parts of you, which is your brain. <laughs> <laughs> 
But he can see um, the other things too. But anyways, packing the suitcase at Christian Friendly Sex Positions, and you'll see that her legs are kind of in the air, and they don't have to be like that. That that position that's shown looks a little uncomfortable. Her legs can actually be hanging to the side. Wow, this has been really fun and also practical. I think that our listeners are going to walk away with some really good information. Thanks so much for joining us today on Sex Chat for Christian Wives. We encourage you to check out our website at sexchatforchristianwives.com where you can find show notes and links to resources. That's sexchat4christianwives.com. Also, if you enjoy our podcast, please take just a few minutes to leave a review on iTunes so that others can find the show and tell a friend about us. Word of mouth is one of the best ways to reach out to new listeners. We appreciate you being with us today, and we pray that God blesses you this week as you pursue healthy and holy sexual intimacy in your marriage.